On today's episode, Matt Hines on how to create and grow a marketing agency. Episode 32, let's do it. Welcome to the Money Diver Podcast. I am Borja Bezzo, and every week I bring you step-by-step actionable online marketing strategies that you can implement in your business to see the results fast. So let's the diving begin. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to another episode. Welcome to another week. Thank you for your time. And thank you to everyone on the Savvypreneurs Mastermind Group, my new mastermind group. Um, everyone has been very supportive these last two or three weeks. I'm astonished to see how many people are actually accomplishing their goals. We set the goals that we want to accomplish early in the week. And then at the end of the week, we make each other accountable. And it's fascinating how it really has been working out. I started the group as an experiment to see how reliable could we be on each other as entrepreneurs uh, because, like I've said many times, being an entrepreneur is can be very lo- lonely. It can be a very lonely journey, and having a community or a group that supports you, that is behind you, that is you know that cares for what you actually have to accomplish and looks after what you have to do and re- you know helps you gives you recommendations and all that i think it's super powerful and and it's definitely definitely uh, a huge help if you want to join the savvypreneurs group just look it up on facebook or head on over to moneydiver.com forward slash community you can request to be accepted on the group it's free not everyone gets accepted but chances are you will. Now, today's episode is going to be very helpful to a lot of people because I know I have quite a few entrepreneurs on marketers on the audience that want to start their own marketing agency. And I have with me Matt Hines, who shares his story of how he did it and shares what he focuses on to differentiate himself from the competition. This is episode 32. I'm surprised how many episodes I've recorded you know, so far. It seems like only yesterday I started this podcast. I love it. Let me tell you that. So without any further ado, let's jump right into the interview with Matt Hines. So Matt Hines, man, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, man, thanks very much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yes, my pleasure. So, Matt, why don't you tell me a little, tell me and uh, our audience listening right now, a little about you and what it is that you do, what it is your business, what's your business about, and how you became to be who you are right now. (laughs) Sure. Uh, So, I started Heinz Marketing about seven years ago. Uh, It was really just meant to be just me as a consultant, and then it just sort of quickly grew uh, beyond uh, sort of, you know, what I could handle myself. So, Started to just you know hire some amazing people just to work with, and you know here we are seven years later. We're uh, ten people, and uh, you know working with clients across the country. I would uh, describe us as sales pipeline people. We uh, we work with B two B companies to help them build, manage, and convert uh, greater pipelines of business. Working across both the marketing and the sales side, um, just doing a ton of work just to help people um, close more business on the B two B. And and how do you came into this whole marketing scene and industry? 
Well, I honestly, quite honestly, it's just it's been a giant mistake uh, for the most part. It's uh, <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm serious. I'm a journalist by 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 degree. I studied journalism, political science uh, at the University of Washington. Awesome. So. Um, you know, intended to be a journalist and then went to a PR firm and then I ended up at Microsoft for a few years. And I think a lot of my career, you know, sort of inflections have been somewhat serendipitous, but uh, I'm really excited that I'm here. I love the work that we do. I love the, the people we get to work with and the clients we get to work with. And it just, you know, continued to be a student of what we do. I think, you know, I, mean, I think everyone small speak people say, well, you know, you don't have any, yeah, you don't have your, your business degree. How do you, figure, how do you know this stuff? And, I don't know that those degrees would have taught me what I need to know to be successful with my clients right now. It's more about being out in the market, uh, doing the work, you know, using our own business as a laboratory, if you will, of what's working and what's not. And just, um, you know, just being smart and measurable as much as you can. Right. And, and what, what do you think journalism has? Uh, I mean, how has journalism helped you? Because I also studied journalism as part of my mass communications career. Uh, I never I never worked as a journalist. But mm. I, I really, there's a lot of things that you take from from journalism, from for for example, um, like research, and uh, things that that are different to the way that marketers by trade uh, do. Yeah, well, I, a couple things. One, I mean, we you know content has become so important to marketers today, and I think you know content yeah. uh, and the technology and tools to amplify its impact have are, are are slowly replacing media as the coin of the realm for for marketers. So I think the ability to create compelling content is important, and it's been hugely it's been hugely valuable for my business. I mean, you know, we write, you know, I've got a blog. We create content on a regular basis, and it's been instrumental in helping to build awareness and drive leads for us. Uh, I also think that I see a lot of companies investing heavily in content marketing that are hiring for, that are explicitly hiring former journalists for their content team in part because journalists are trained to tell stories. I think a lot of people that are trained as marketers and business leaders want to write about their product, want to write about themselves. And journalists naturally think about the audience. They naturally think about the stories that are going to be compelling for that audience to listen to and to hear. So I, I think that journalists are often creating better content, uh, more compelling content, content that converts. Um, and that's why I think if, you know, you're seeing a lot more journalists coming into, you know, B2B marketing these days. Yeah. And I also love that transparency that comes from journalism. I mean, we are trained uh, to seek out the truth and, and be very objective with facts and, yes. and, and things that happen. And we try, uh, you know, coming into the marketing scene with that uh, line of thought. Uh, there's, there's a lot of value in that because uh, marketing, how it used to be, uh, you know, it used to be very uh, sneaky, very shady, uh, very promotional. Uh, there's, you know, there's not a lot of transparency of how marketing used to be uh, compared to how people are starting to to uh, you know to think of communicating with your audience and delivering value content uh, you know uh, like Gary Vaynerchuk Gary Vaynerchuk says uh in his book you know um jab 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 right hook um so so um what is it like what is the main type of thing that you focus with your uh with your agency like main strategy that you use Well, I think the primary focus for us across everything is is the numbers that we're measured against, and I think it's different than what you see from a lot of agencies. You know, where our primary metric is sales pipeline contribution. 
you know, I, at the end of the day, I don't care about clicks. I don't care about campaign response. I don't care about leads. I care about qualified opportunities for the sales organization. And clearly there's a lot of, you know, back work that goes into driving that. But I think too many marketers focus on the means and not the ends. I think that, you know, marketers, especially in B2B, would do well by just owning up to a greater level of revenue responsibility. And it's not easy. <laughs> it's not always, it's, you know, it's not always pretty to see how the sausage gets made. But the organization cares about pipeline. And if you can align yourself behind that and focus your efforts on that, you're typically going to be far more successful you're going to create more credibility for yourself and the organization. You're going to get your marketing group to be thought of as a profit center as opposed to a cost center. Yeah, and um, definitely, I I understand the concept uh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, there's different. It depends. It depends a lot on the type of clients that you get for sure, and what what it is that they are expecting to get from from you as a That's marketer. True. Um, That's true. You know. Uh, like you said, you're a B two B business. Uh, you're a B two B business focused uh, agency, um, but uh, it, it it all depends, really. And um, and how it is? When, when did you decide to found this agency? Oh well, I mean, I it's funny. I mean, when I started seven years ago, it was really just me and a laptop and a bus pass, and so I didn't I didn't really expect to start a business. I just wanted to be a consultant. I'd always really enjoyed sales and marketing, really enjoyed, you know, thought I would want to try to do it on my own. And that was scary enough just to jump out and sort of give up my regular salary. I think it was, you know, November of 2008, the market had just crashed. My wife was pregnant with our first kid. And so, you know, no time like the present to quit my job, <laughs> decided to give it a go. Um, so I, I don't think that there was a moment for me when I said, I want to start a business. I, there, there hasn't been a moment when I said, I I, you know, I don't think of myself as an entrepreneur, really, even anything. I think I, I do what I enjoy. I put the focus on our people and on our clients and doing the right thing for them. And, you know, if we do that consistently, then we can create a, a nice little business here. And so, you know, so far it's worked out pretty well. Yeah, it's pretty amazing how many people uh, were forced into entrepreneurship. <laughs> by, by no, absolutely. Yeah. It's, so, I'll, and I'll tell you, the, um, I mean, for me, it was a conscious choice, right? I mean, I, you know, I was, you know, had a job, a startup, was happy with that, and just decided to do something different. But I think it, before I did that, I did spend a lot of time talking to people that had small professional services firms. And it was, to your point, it was interesting how many people were not intentional about that. In fact, many people said, well, I got laid off, and I was looking for a job, and I took on some projects, and then here we are, right? So um, I think it speaks to, you know, having having a sense for where you want your career to go being intentional about you know what you think you want to do but also being open to serendipity being open to opportunities that you didn't expect that are going to show up at your doorstep on a regular basis right uh, and how did that transition went from from being a consultant to you know calling yourself yourself an agency and hiring team a team and, and all that Well, it was very gradual. Uh, you know, I think, you know, for the first year or so, it was just me. I had someone helping me part-time getting some tactics done. And then, uh, you know, as our pipeline grew and our needs grew, you know, it just happened to be that, you know, I had a friend of mine who used to used to work for me at a past startup. Uh, she became available. And so, you know, basically she became my first hire. Um, and then we sort of slowly grew from there. Uh, you know, it was there wasn't a there wasn't an immediate point where I said okay I'm no longer a consultant I am now a I'm now an agency and then here's our you know rapid growth plan it was far more gradual than that if I'm honest with myself and I think uh, you know I think it, it, that said I think as 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 a business owner now it's certainly 
behooves me to think of this not like a cons a sort of an independent consultancy, but think of this like a business, and to understand you know what are the key points that are going to help me make money? What are the key points that are going to help me retain my people? What are the key things that are going to help me continue to build our sales pipeline so we have sustainable, repeatable income for the you know for the you know for the foreseeable future? So you know when I started, I was just doing all the work, and and now you know my job is different. Um, and I, and I enjoy it. I mean, some people actually don't. I think I know a lot of people that are consultants that they love the work and they hate the business because they just don't want to do the sales pipeline. They don't want to do the back office stuff. I, 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 for whatever reason, enjoy a lot of that. But I think that that being intentional and, and knowing that that is going to be part of the job uh, is extremely important. Yeah. Uh, and how does your pipeline looks like? Um, well, we, I mean, so we're, you know, we're, we're a sales and marketing consulting firm. So, you know, as you would expect, like, you know, we've got a pretty defined way of managing our pipeline. We use salesforce.com. We have very explicit sales stages tied to, you know, the different stages of how prospects are engaging with us. And I'm literally sitting here to, you know, right now, just sort of staring at the pipeline of, you know, what are the deals that we have, you know, for the remaining deals in September and beginning of Q4. And, you know, we have them assigned to different people and we know that, you know, some are out for proposals, some are still in discussion. And then above that, you know, we've got our leads. You know, we've got organizations that we're going after and we're trying to do business with, as well as the leads that are coming inbound to us. So, you know, we are very intentional and very disciplined about not only how we manage that pipeline, but also how we forecast needs and forecast uh, sort of sales into the weeks and months ahead. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, uh, I, I also uh, try to take care of a lot of. My uh my funnel really because that's that's pretty much how you how you do it, um and it's the main I mean if if anything gets ro broken and uh I have to go back and find out what what I have to fix and mm -hmm. you know it's like the main driver of of, of business for sure, yeah. um okay tell me a little about your content strategies. Sure. Um... You know, we, we have a pretty broad content strategy. It's very much tied to our blog. We do a lot of repurposing of blog posts into white papers and ebooks and webinars and you know, other presentations. Um, but quite frankly, it's, it's pretty simple. We just sort of sit back and sort of take a look at who is our target, you know, who are the people that are buying from us, who are the people that we want to buy from us, what are the core issues and needs that they have, what are the things that are you know driving their business driving their priorities what are the key obstacles they have and how can we help with that so it's our content strategy is very much an extension of our our service offerings you know we we tend to focus on sort of six key areas of b2b sales and marketing you know, demand gen lead management sales enablement marketing technology um, you know inside sales management so you know we are we are very focused on creating content that ties to those key areas across the organization right um, repurposing is my favorite thing to do. It's, I mean, it saves so much time. Uh, yeah. The way I do it is, I always start with my podcast. Uh, I would, I mean, I would like it if I could create a video and then like make the podcast out of that video and, and all that. But I, I just haven't uh, put, uh, you know, the, the thing in place, uh, the strategy in place, in order for me to be able to, able to support video and provide video. Uh, But like, yeah, strip the audio, turn it into a podcast, and then turn the podcast into an article, and then you know maybe an email newsletter or a guide or a webinar, and it's, you sort of like Jay Bear does it with with his Jay Today Show, where he mm -hmm. he he records like a, a three minute video, and then he has his team strip it out and and turn it into different sort of different types of content and and, and syndicate it. 
Yep. Which is pretty, pretty definitely. I mean, pretty uh, powerful and and time a time saver for sure. Yeah. Um, um, you have in your page. You have a couple of books that you recommend. What What are those for anyone wanting to start out? Uh, on the marketing side. Yeah, on the marketing side. Yeah, I would say. Um, I think all marketers should read a book called The Challenger Sale. Uh, it was written by a couple of guys at the corporate executive board. And, you know, it's thought of as a uh, it's thought of as a a pretty fundamental sales uh, strategy book. But I think it's a I think it's seminal for marketers as well. It really sort of forces marketers to think a little differently in terms of how they manage the beginning of the buying process. Like if you expect that the beginning of the buying process is you know challenging someone's status quo and then getting them to commit to change, those things have nothing to do with what you're selling. But it's 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 fundamental to creating the foundation for a sale, um, and, and marketers are, are at the forefront of that. You know, marketers are are you know typically own that beginning of the buying cycle. So I think that's really really important. You know, another book that I would recommend uh, that you know marketers look at is a book called Scientific Advertising. It's written by a man by the name of Claude Hopkins. Uh, it's one of the best direct marketing books I've ever read. If you have a two-hour flight, you'll finish it on the flight. It was written in like 1926. It's a really old book, um, but this guy knew what he was doing. And a lot of the, the, the things he talks about in terms of offers, in terms of copywriting, in terms of response tactics, um, he's spot on and he's still spot on today. So those are a couple that if you haven't read before, I'd, I'd highly recommend. Um, and who is your main your main customer? I mean, who is your ideal customer? Um, you know, ideal customer. We do a lot of work with small and mid market companies. You know, up and coming companies that you know are trying to figure out what that scalable, repeatable sales process looks like. Um, you know, you know, oftentimes we'll see companies that have a great product and a natural market, um, you know, demand, but they reach a plateau, right, where they haven't developed sort of the sales and marketing engine to fuel. Uh, predictable, intentional growth. So, you know, oftentimes company like that, you know, that's looking for someone to come in and help them build that system, help them hit their number um, and help them hit the, the increasingly accelerating numbers they're expected to hit over the coming, you know, quarters, uh, months and quarters. Uh, that's a good client for us. Yeah, because a lot of small business owners are just, you know, they're, they, they really are alone and, and mm -hmm. you know, and pretty uh, distance from, from what, um, An automated marketing funnel looks like. Uh, well, I, I, you know, it's and it's not. Look, it's not. That's not a criticism. I think you know, all of yeah, us. You know, most most of us are good at what we decided and want, we wanted to get. This we wanted to get into. But um, if you've ever read the book uh, The E Myth Revisited by Michael Gerber, he talks about like the so the E. I always thought stood for electronic because it usually does. Well, in his case, it stands for entrepreneur. And the entrepreneur myth is that if you're good at something, you can be successful in business at it. For example. Just because you're a great baker doesn't mean you should open a bakery, right? Because running a bakery requires some operational skills that not everyone has. Right. And so, you know, that was a key thing for, you know, for any for any business owners to realize what are you good at, what are you passionate about, what do you not like doing or what are you not good at that is still a requirement for running the business. So the fact that people either aren't naturally good at sales, aren't naturally good at marketing, isn't the problem. The problem, the, the main issue is knowing that those are key drivers of the business and finding people, whether it's agencies or people that you can hire or what have you, that can fill that gap to help you focus on what you're best at to grow your business. Any final thoughts, any uh, key takeaways that you would give someone trying to transition into a, an agency of any kind? Oh, I mean, I, and there's so many different, uh, I think, focus areas for agencies. I would just say, you know, be a student 
in your industry, you know, every day, you know, commit time to reading, to learning, commit time to ask questions, get out in your market, go to meetups, you know, go meet other marketers, take people to coffee, go to conferences and, you know, never stop learning because this, uh, you know, sales and marketing right now, especially B2B, it is evolving so quickly. Um, there's new things every day. Some work, some don't. Um, but it's important to sort of continue to learn, continue to test, continue to try things, um, and just never rest on your laurels. Just keep on moving. Yeah, I always say that learning drives success. Uh, yeah. It's one of the fields uh, for being successful, for sure. If you don't want to learn, you don't want to be successful. I'd agree with that. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. no, very, very important. Very important. Matt, one single place that you would like people to go to connect with you? Oh, you know, you can go to our, our website, HeinzMarketing.com. You know, you can, um, you know, check out our blog there. Uh, you can, you know, uh, we publish quite a bit of stuff on Twitter as well. Not just our stuff, but, you know, good sales and marketing content we see from across the web, just at uh, Heinz Marketing. And, um, you know, feel free to contact me. I'm just Matt, M-A-T-T, at HeinzMarketing.com. We'd love to chat with anybody. Beautiful. Well, Matt, thank you so much again for coming on board. Uh, I really enjoyed our interview, and I'm pretty sure our audience listening right now it's going to take a, a lot from it. I'll make sure to mention all of you know the, bo the books and resources that you talked about in the show notes. Uh, I really hope to have you again in the future, man. I appreciate it. Oh, I appreciate the opportunity. It's been a lot of fun, and um, you know, uh, we're happy, happy to do it again. All right. All right, guys. There you have it. Matt Hines from HeinzMarketing.com. Now, if you want to make be made accountable for your goals. If you want a free community of entrepreneurs and marketers that can help you set goals and accomplish them, head on over to moneydiver.com forward slash community and request access to my free mastermind group, The Cyberpreneurs Mastermind on Facebook. And I'll accept your request to be a member. So go out there, take action on whatever it is that you have to accomplish. Do not procrastinate. And I'll see you next week for another episode. Take care.